Welcome to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. My name is Ashley, and I am planning my own unconventional budget micro-wedding in the middle of a pandemic. If you don't feel represented in mainstream wedding media, if you haven't been dreaming about your wedding day since you were six years old, and if you don't want to have an Instagram wedding, then you are in the right place. Hello, and welcome back to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. Today's episode is once again suggested by one of you. It was submitted by a listener who goes under the handle BFAN526, um, and they wanted me to do an episode about how to get your partner more involved in wedding planning. I love this topic. Actually, if you head way back into the archives, episode number 38 was called It's Not the Woman's Job to Plan the Wedding, and I definitely touch on this topic about getting your partner more involved. However, that one is more of a um, a philosophical rant, if it were, um, just sort of blasting the idea that in hetero relationships, it's the woman's job to plan the wedding and the man just has to show up and the whole ball and chain thing, just all the disgusting, ugly, patriarchal, um, visions that are thrown onto weddings and how we should be really rebelling against that. At the end of that episode, I do give some tips on how to get your partner more involved, especially if you are in a hetero relationship, how to kind of get the groom to step up. But I think it's a great idea almost 60 episodes later to dedicate uh, another episode to this topic as I think it's really important and we can definitely get more into the actual how, not just, okay, it sucks that your partner isn't more involved, but how do you actually get them more involved? So first things first, I think we need to talk um, just a base understanding about the shared responsibility of wedding planning. I am a firm believer, whether you are in a hetero relationship or not, um, no matter, you know, your gender, your sex, your partner's gender, sex, identity, whatever the situation is, if you are a willing person getting married to another willing person getting married, it is a wedding for both of you. It should not be one partner's responsibility to plan the wedding um, without any discussion. So I think that's the biggest issue here. It'd be one thing if, you know, you are talking about getting married, you get engaged, and one of you says, oh my gosh, I can't wait to plan this. I want to do it all by myself. And the other partner saying, no problem. Tell me where and when to show up, except for that's never the case. <laughs> I've never, never heard of a couple planning a wedding where one partner is saying, I want to do this 100% by myself. I don't want any of your help. I don't want any of your input. I don't want your opinion. I just want you to show up on the day of. Um, that doesn't happen. We want we want our partner's help. We want their opinions. We want their input. And we want that because the whole point of this wedding is it literally is the joining of two people. It's the joining of, you know, two families, two friend groups, two lives coming together, creating this new union. So of course it should represent both of you. Like it would be awful to show up to your own wedding and have no idea what's going on and no say in anything that's happening and have this whole event that's supposed to be, you know, celebrating your love in this next step of your life. And it has nothing to do with you. <laughs> that would just be so, so strange. Um, and I'm, I'm sure it does happen, but I'm, I'm thinking if you're listening to this podcast, you're not one of those people who wants to do that. You don't want to take on the planning 100% by yourself and not let your partner, you know, have any part in it. And, uh, you probably don't want that to happen to you. You don't want to just, I mean, if you're listening to a wedding planning podcast, <laughs> I got to imagine you have some involvement in the planning and you're not just, you know, sitting back and waiting to be surprised. So I definitely think, you know, both partners, it's a day for both of you. You both get to enjoy it. So you should both be putting the work in. I assume this is something that you also agree with. And that is why you're listening to this episode. 
So next, let's sort of get into an understanding of what involvement means. So when you want your partner to be involved, there are obviously some caveats. So if they are getting involved, they're probably going to have some opinions. Do you want those opinions, especially if you are, you know, marrying someone who has a very different style than you, who maybe is not as into weddings as you are, perhaps they don't listen to a wedding planning podcast. I don't know what they're doing. Um, you know, they haven't been to as many weddings. They haven't been on the Pinterest boards or on the Facebook groups or whatever wedding TikTok. Um, they might have some opinions that you don't really agree with. Uh, my partner and I recently moved into a new apartment and it's hilarious. The different interior design ideas we have. He came up to me in the store with, he's like, oh, here are some pillows I think we should get. And they were like the ugliest pillows I've ever seen. And I was like, ah, I don't think so. Um, we compromised. He didn't love the a few that I picked out, but we eventually found some pillows we were both really happy with. And most importantly, our dog loves these pillows. She's currently sleeping on top of one. Um, all that to say, opinions come with involvement. If you're asking your partner to get more involved, if you want them to get more involved, you have to understand and accept that their opinions are coming with them. You also have to understand that they might not do things the way that you would do them. So if you're saying, hey, I need, you know, I need your help. I need you to get more involved in the wedding planning. Let's put together centerpieces. They might not be able to do that in the way that you would want them to, or they might just do it in a completely different way. Maybe you want to do some research about which uh, bakeries, you know, have cakes that you're both interested in that you can both afford. Maybe you have a way of doing that. You read through reviews, you, you know, call all the different bakeries. Maybe your partner has a different way to do that. Are you okay with that? Are you okay with them doing things their own way and not doing it exactly like you would? Maybe they need an education. If your partner was not brought up in the wedding world, if they haven't been to a lot of weddings, if they haven't been involved in wedding planning, maybe they've never been in a wedding, maybe you have and you have lots of experience, are you okay with them needing to catch up a little bit, get an education and maybe not get a formal education? You know, maybe they're not going to learn about weddings from Pinterest and TikTok and Instagram. Maybe they're going to learn about weddings talking to a couple of their friends or going to a wedding show or watching a movie, or maybe they're not going to learn about weddings at all. Maybe they're going to go into this with no background in weddings, no experience, no ideas, and just sort of, you know, make things up, do things that they want to do, which is actually kind of refreshing. Um, if you've had a conversation, you know, with a partner, with a person who's not as into weddings, and they just sort of give an opinion that's like, oh my God, that's right. Like, that's totally a totally valid thing. Like centerpieces, for example. Um, I think centerpieces, <laughs> I've shared this on past episodes, I think they're unnecessary. Um, I've had almost all of the meals in my life at tables without centerpieces, and I've just had a great time. Really not a problem. I don't think it's something that people need to be spending a ton of money on. I get that they're pretty, and if you want to have a nice decor element, if you have the money to make, like, a beautiful tablescape, go for it. I just really don't think they're necessary. And, like, my partner, when we I sort of brought this up, was, like, completely nodding along. He's like, oh, yeah, we don't need a centerpiece. Like, what the heck is a centerpiece? Why do I want a, a vase of flowers on a table? Like, why do I want to run around to the dollar store and put a bunch of things together that people are going to wish wasn't there so they could, you know, see each other or actually t reach their food, have some more space. Like, it's just funny when you talk to people who aren't as involved in the wedding world, who don't have, you know, as much experience with weddings, the opinions that they bring. So all that to say, when you are asking for your partner to be involved, you have to appreciate that it's going to come with opinions, that they're going to do things their own way, and that they might not have the same experience or education in weddings as you are. Next, you want to ask yourself, what kind of involvement are you actually looking for? So do you want an equal partner in this wedding planning thing? Do you want someone who's going to be 50-50 in it with you, helping to make decisions from start to finish, um, you know, 
choosing venues, choosing cakes, uh, deciding if you're going to hire a band or a DJ. Do you just want some help? Do you want to make the big decisions, you know, yourself, and then someone just to help out with some of the smaller things? Do you want someone to bounce ideas off of? Are you okay to do all the legwork yourself, but you just want to make sure your partner has some input? Are you looking for someone to assign things to? Do you want to be the one who sort of comes up with all the to-dos and you assign stuff to your partner? I don't think there's a wrong or right answer here. Obviously, you know, the idea of planning your wedding 50-50, both of you having a say, both of you making decisions, being the ones to come up with the to-do list and the master vision is a good goal. And I think most people, when they sit out on wedding planning, that's what they want, but that's not always how it works, right? And I think, <laughs> I think there's a lot of pressure in the wedding world to, well, first of all, have this like gorgeous, beautiful, picture-perfect, Pinterest-worthy wedding. And then as soon as you start talking about, oh, you know, getting your partner involved, there's this pressure to, oh, well, you've got to be involved 50-50. Like, your partner's got to be doing, you know, 50% of the work with you. Um, or else, what are they doing? They're slacking. But I think if we're being realistic, like, that's just not how it works in most households, right? For example, my partner cooks most of the meals. He enjoys cooking. He has fun in the kitchen. He's been honing his skills. And I'm totally fine with that. Like, I you know, it works for our household. He'll cook. I'll do the dishes afterwards. If I cook, he'll do the dishes afterwards, but he probably ends up cooking like 70% of the meals. Um, when we just moved into this new apartment, I probably unpacked 70% of the apartment. I have a more flexible schedule. I like to think I have a better mind for organization and where things should go. So that was my job. Whereas when the furniture arrived, it was his job to put it together. Um, I'm realizing that's sounding very sexist. <laughs> we definitely could have swapped those things, but those are just like naturally where our talents are. So I would not expect him to be 50-50 with me in unpacking the kitchen, and he wouldn't expect me to be 50-50 with him building a bookshelf. Of course, if we had asked for help, the other person would have been more than happy to jump in there and help. But I think it's okay if you are splitting wedding planning, not 50-50, as long as you know um, what you want and your partner is also okay with that. So that's the other piece of this. Not only, you know, what involvement are you looking for, but what involvement is your partner looking for? You know, do they want to be 50% involved sharing decisions? Do they just want to help out? Do they just want to give an opinion? And the huge caveat here is you both need to be on the same page. So it is not okay for you to say, Hey, you know, I want us to both be 50, 50. I want this to be a joint, you know, project we work on together. We're both wedding planners and your partner goes, nah, I just want to give my opinion. I just want to do 10%. Like, sorry, buddy, <laughs> where do you think the other 40% is coming from? So I think it's completely reasonable to expect your partner to do 50% of the workload, um, no more. And I think it's completely reasonable for your partner to um, say that they will do, you know, up to 50% and no more. Basically, you should both be coming to the table saying, you know, max 50%. And then you can sort of negotiate from there. But I don't think it's okay for you to say, hey, I want you to do half of the work and your partner to say no thanks. <laughs> like, then the wedding just doesn't happen. Um, I realize I'm getting making it a little bit confusing here. But basically just, you know, spending some time with yourself to actually decide what kind of involvement you're looking for, how much you want your partner to be involved, and asking them to do the same. And hopefully when you come to the table, you have similar ideas of what you both want. And if you don't, that's when you really need to sit down and chat and figure out how you're going to make it so that you're both really comfortable with the amount of involvement you're both putting in to your wedding day. So let's break down exactly what that involvement will look like. So I think you need to get super, super specific when you say to your partner, let's, you know, I want you to be more involved in the wedding planning. So this is, let me back up a minute. This is what 
I think really drives couples crazy. And you see all the time in these Facebook groups, people complaining, mostly women complaining about their mostly male partners, not doing anything like, oh my God, my fiance hasn't done a thing for the wedding. I told him to go, you know, look for cakes and he hasn't even done that yet. It's like, he doesn't even care. I'm doing everything. I'm so stressed. I spend all this time planning the wedding. He doesn't even ask if he can help. Um, my mom is really busy. My maid of honor is so busy, but my, my, you know, the groom to be is doing nothing. And it's just this really like ugly spiral where you sort of spend your entire wedding planning, just sort of resenting your partner for not helping. So first of all, they can't read your mind. So if you've been doing um, these exercises, I guess, that I shared, thinking about what that shared responsibility is going to look like, what their involvement means, how much involvement you're looking for. Um, that way you can be very specific with them when you say, hey, um, you know, I want you to get more involved. And here is what, you know, here's what I, I want that to look like. So it's not just waiting until they ask you, you know, what do you need help with? It's not you every day kind of nagging them. Cause I think that's where the problem really comes from. It's, you know, the one partner is just feeling really stressed and resentful because they're doing all the work. The other one is not helping out. And the other partner is confused. Like, Oh, uh, they didn't even ask me, you know, what it, to help. They didn't even say I should help. They didn't uh, just, it's the whole emotional labor of it all, right? Like, especially again, in hetero relationships where men have to wait to be asked to do something. And it's like, no, no, you should know that you need to do something here. So you need to get really specific about what that involvement is going to look like. So for us, we had a spreadsheet and it was something we sat down together and we built out this spreadsheet, the two of us, and it had all, you know, our whole vision for the wedding day, all of our different notes and brainstorms. It had a to-do list with due dates for all these different things that we needed to do. And yes, I was more involved in the actual like updating of the spreadsheet. I did, I would say, I don't think my partner would argue with this. I definitely did more of the wedding planning. Um, and again, that might just be a natural thing. You know, I was more interested. I had more time. I work from home. So it was a little bit easier for me. Um, but the actual like creation of the to-do list, what our wedding was going to look like was something we did together. And I think it was really nice to have that plan in place together because we both felt like we knew what was happening and it became a thing where we both could tick things off of the to-do list. So, you know, every, well, first, you know, once a week, and then it became every night we would open up the spreadsheet and see like, okay, what's left, what's on the to-do list, what can we do? And that was something that we both could do. It wasn't just me pulling up something on my phone and going to my partner and sort of nagging him like, okay, can we talk about wedding planning? Okay, can we do some wedding stuff? Like he knew what we needed to do. We both talked about it. We kind of have this thing where when he gets home from work, we sort of check in about obviously, you know, how was your day, all that good stuff, but check in for our plan for the rest of the evening. So we'd say like, oh, hey, like I'm going to go play video games for an hour, then we'll have dinner. And then after dinner, let's look at the spreadsheet or, hey, can we, you know, let's look at the spreadsheet quickly now, then we'll have dinner, then we'll do a task or whatever it is. So having something that we both had created and put together put together together <laughs> really gave us both that feeling of ownership. And, you know, we had goals, we had our to-do list and we had specific times when we were checking in. So that's what the involvement looked like for both of us. Um, so you'll have to sort of think of how you want that involvement to look like with you and with your partner. So I really do think this whole thing comes down to communicating. So like I said, you don't want to be that person who is planning your wedding full of resentment, just upset that your partner is not reading your mind, is not helping out, is not asking what they can do, isn't taking the lead, or you know, you've assigned them something and they're not doing it. 
I think that's a really ugly way to plan a wedding. And unfortunately, I think it's the way a lot of people plan a wedding when they don't think that their partner is participating enough. And I definitely had moments of that in our wedding planning when, you know, all day long, I've been stressing over something, looking at different websites, trying to figure something out. And it feels like my partner didn't have to do anything that day for the wedding. Um, I can definitely see how that breeds some resentment. So I think the first thing you need to do is sit your partner down in a very like neutral space. Don't do it you know, right after you've had a full day of uh, calling vendors and you're super stressed and you just start screaming at them, like, why aren't you helping me? This is a both of our wedding. You need to help. Like things like that are, you know, possibly true, but not going to be helpful in the moment. So sit them down when you're both feeling, you know, calm, you, you got some tea, you have a glass of wine, you're on the couch, you're having a good time and just explain how you've been feeling. So you can sit your partner down and say, Hey, I've been feeling really stressed with the wedding. It feels like there is a lot on my plate. Um, I'm not feeling good about it. And I am starting to feel resentful. I'm starting to build up some resentment towards you because I feel like it's all on my plate. So really explaining your feelings. And if your partner is, you know, a human with a heart who loves you, I assume they are, um, immediately they should should already want to help, right? Hearing that you're struggling, hearing that you're upset, hearing that you're not feeling great in this wedding planning should immediately make them, you know, want to help and be more receptive to how they can help you. Then I think you want to transition into how you want them to get more involved. So straight up saying like, I would love you to be more involved in the wedding planning. It's really important to me that both of us plan this wedding, that it represents both of us, that this is a shared project that we're doing together. Um, you know, I want us to work on our teamwork skills. I want us to work on communication. I want us to work on budgeting. I want us to work on family relationships, whatever it is, whatever your reason is for having your partner be more involved, why that's important to you, explain that to them. I think, again, that's a really powerful thing to do, explaining how you've been feeling, explaining why it's important to you, and then getting really specific about what that involvement looks like. So not just saying, hey, I want you to get more involved. Thanks end of conversation. No. What does that look like? I want you to get more involved. So let's put together a spreadsheet. Let's put together a to-do list. Here are eight things left on my to-do list. I would love you to take four. So really getting into the nitty gritty of what that involvement looks like. And honestly, not getting up from this conversation or, you know, you can put a pin in it, come back to it, but having a plan going forward, right? I think it's so easy to be like, oh, babe, I'm so sorry you're feeling that way. Of course, I'm going to help out more. And then a week later, you're in the same spot because you didn't really talk about what does that help actually look like? You know, what does your partner being involved look like to you? So again, you've had those thoughts, you've thought about how you want them to be involved, how much, you know, involvement you would like from them. And you sit down and you have that conversation, you introduce that to them, you say, hey, you know, I'd really love for you to take over these three things. Here's the spreadsheet. Um, and here's how we're going to do it. So every Thursday night, we're going to spend, you know, a few hours on wedding planning. What do you think? Does that sound good? Does that work for your schedule? And let's say, you know, let's check in in a few weeks and make sure this is still working out for us. Really leaving space to uh, check in to keep this communication open because you're being so good communicating so well and openly with your partner, but leaving that communication channel open so that there is space for feedback. Maybe they, you know, they can't do Thursdays anymore because there's conflict at work or they've fallen behind. They missed a couple Thursdays and now they need catch up time or maybe they want to work on the wedding more often, whatever it is, you know, leaving that uh, communication channel open so that you can still keep talking, keep figuring out a way that this involvement is going to work best for both of you. 
you also want to listen to their resistance without judgment. And I know that's super tough, um, which is why it's so important to have this conversation in a really neutral setting. You know, you've got your glass of wine, whatever it is, you're both feeling good. So they don't get defensive. You don't want to come out guns blazing. You've never helped. I've done so much for the wedding. You're not doing anything because that's not the, I mean, I'm not an expert here, but I'm sure experts will tell you that is not the way that you're going to get your partner to be more involved and more helpful and more caring by yelling at them and telling them that they do nothing. But do listen, you know, chat with them and and during this conversation say, you know, why, why haven't you been involved yet? Um, not, you know, not from a judging place, just, oh, I, you know, I, I'm curious, what, what do you think it is that has made you more resistant to being involved? Um, if, you know, they're saying things like, oh, it's, you know, it's just, I'm just not interested in it. Okay, well, you know, how do we, how do we get you interested about it? How do we make it so it's, you know, something that we're both interested in? If you don't think this is your job, um, why? Why don't you think it's, you know, your responsibility or your job here? Why haven't you been as involved? Why don't you want to be involved? So sort of prying those things open. And again, in a very non-judgmental way, and you can even say, that like, because I know some of these questions can kind of sound judgy. So you can even say like, hey, no judgment. I just love to know, you know, why don't you think you've been more involved? Or, um, you know, why don't why don't you want to to help out with some of these things? And I think kind of getting to the bottom of that would be would be really helpful for both of you. Um, because again, the stories we tell ourselves when when our partners can't read our mind are, you know, oh, they're not getting involved because they don't care because they just think I'm going to do it. They always think I'm going to do everything for them. They're just going to show up. They don't appreciate me. And that might not be it at all. Maybe they just feel really in over their heads. Maybe they think that you have you know, so much experience and knowledge in weddings, and they just think that they would mess things up. Maybe they haven't even thought about it. Maybe they don't know how much, um, you know, how much goes into wedding planning. Maybe they really do think um, you'll just take care of it. So sharing those feelings, really sitting down, having that conversation, I think is super important. Um, you'll, you might be surprised, there might be some new emotions there. I know with my partner, I think there were times where he felt like I was sort of taking over wedding planning with my mom, that my mom and I were sort of going ahead and making decisions without him. And that was, you know, a conversation we had to have sort of sitting down and say, okay, you know, I'm sorry you're feeling that way. That obviously wasn't my intention. How do we fix this? How do we make it so you feel involved and you don't feel like my mom and I are taking over? So that might be something that's coming up with your partner too. Next is doing things together. So a really great way to get your partner involved in wedding planning is to do things together. It's a lot harder to plan a wedding when you're by yourself. And especially if your partner is not as experienced in weddings as you are or as whoever else is planning your wedding, they might feel super alone and confused and not sure what to do. So it really helps to do some of those wedding planning tasks together. So you can start with uh, episode 66, which was called 12 Fun Wedding Planning Tasks You Can Do, do Together. Blech, sorry, 12 Fun Wedding Planning Tasks You Can Do Together. So start there. There's lots of really fun ones. And of course, if your partner is not as into weddings, they're sort of, you know, resistant to get involved. Start with the fun stuff. But of course, you can also do the boring things together. I don't think it should be one partner's job to take all of the boring tasks. I don't think that's fair. Um, you know, your partner's not a baby. You don't have to, uh, you know, infantilize them and be like, okay, you can plan the wedding. You get to pick the cake. Like, woohoo. Like, it's just cake tasting and listening to different DJs. Like, what a fun job. Like, nah, sometimes you have to put together a seating chart. <laughs> like, sometimes you have to go to the post office and weigh invites. Sometimes you have to call eight different florists to find ones that have the flowers you're looking for. Like, it's not always going to be fun, but you can do it together, which should make it more fun. So, even the boring tasks, right? You can 
go and get your wedding license together. Um, in some areas, you have to go together. Uh, you can, I don't know, put on like really good music and order your favorite takeout while you sit down and address all of the invites or something like that. It might be a slower process. You know, sometimes two heads are not better than one. Sometimes it just does take longer to do things with the two of you, but it'll also be more collaborative. And that's how you really make sure that your wedding represents both of you, right? You both have your hands in it. You're both planning it. You're both putting it together. And it's also great practice. Like your marriage, um, you know, you're hopefully many, many years long marriage is going to be about the two of you doing things together. So why not get a head start on that, you know, work on your teamwork, plan your wedding together and do a lot of those wedding tasks together. I think it really is a great way to ensure that you're both as involved as you want to be as you want the other one to be to make sure that you're both collaborating and giving your input and making it a day that's about both of you and that you're working on that marriage and teamwork. Lastly, what happens if you do all these things, you know, you thought about the involvement you want out of each other, you sat down and had that conversation with really clear communication, you were really specific about what that involvement should look like, your partner, you know, shared how they were feeling, also talked about what kind of involvement they want to have, they agreed, you know, you came up with a plan together, but they're still dragging their feet, they're still not helping, it's been a few weeks, you're still feeling resentful, like they're not as involved as they need to be. So what do you do? I think first things first is to have another heart to heart, right? We talked about that communication channel being open. This wasn't just a one-time conversation. So I think sit your partner down again, get the wine, get the ice cream, whatever it is. Again, very neutral. Try not to make this, you know, a heated moment where you're yelling at them and they're getting defensive, but sit down again and say, Hey, you know, I know we chatted a few weeks ago about you getting more involved with the wedding and me needing some more help. I'm, I'm not feeling that yet. I'm actually you know, I'm not feeling like you've, you're, well, you don't want to <laughs> tell them what they've done. Sorry, I'm not a therapist, so I can't help you with the conversation exactly, but just explaining how you feel, right? So just being, hey, I've, you know, I've been feeling really disappointed that I'm not seeing the level of involvement that we agreed to. Um, I'm still feeling really resentful. I'm still feeling like a lot is on my plate and I'd really love to talk with you about some new solutions. Let's, let's make this work for both of us. To me, that sounds like a very neutral, you know, opening to a conversation. And again, explaining how you feel, you know, you've already shared about why it's important to you for your partner to get involved, but just letting them know that you're struggling, that you're disappointed, that you're upset, that you're not feeling good about this wedding planning process and looking for new solutions. You know, what, what's happened in the last few weeks that's caused them to not be able to get as involved as you both agreed that they would be. Maybe again, something happened at work. Maybe they just dropped the ball, whatever it is. So having that conversation again, opening up the communication channel to really figure out what's happening and how you can make things better. You might have to get kind of creative with your solutions. You know, maybe you agree that, okay, on Sundays, we're going to sit down and do wedding planning together. That way, you know, we're doing it together. We're not getting distracted. We're both, you know, on the same page. Um, maybe they are having a really stressful time at work and they need a few weeks off from wedding planning just to get through a busy period. That's cool. You know, maybe you can take the reins for a few weeks. Maybe you can press pause, whatever it is, you know, have that chat. If at the end of that chat, your partner is still like, yeah, but you know what? I'm just really, I'm really not into it. Like, I really don't enjoy this wedding planning stuff. I hate doing it. It's not fun to me. I get bored. I'm not good at it. I don't like it. Uh, I think it's at that point, you know, you've expressed yourself a few times. You've shared 
how you're feeling. You've shared why it's important to you. You've talked about like concrete solutions and exactly what you want out of your partner. It's not just a vague, like, I need you to help. And they don't know what that means. You've, you know, you've asked questions about why they're being resistant, what's going on. They've sort of shared their thoughts. If they're still pushing back and they're putting up a wall, I think at that point you need to ask yourself like, okay, am I okay with this? Am I okay with the fact that my partner has heard that I'm struggling and I'm upset? They understand that their involvement would be really important to me. We have looked at solutions for how they can get involved and yet they still don't want to. Am I okay with that? And I know I've sort of made that sound really negative, but maybe you are. Maybe you are okay with that. Maybe you don't mind taking on the majority or all of the wedding planning if this just, you know, truly is the one thing your partner is not into and they help out in a million other ways and they are so wonderful in a million other ways. And this just really is the thing, you know, this is the the hill they're going to die on. Maybe you're okay with that. Maybe it's totally fine. Um, but if you're not, you need to tell them that because the worst thing would be if you continue with this wedding planning, just full of resentment and you're so, you know, angry and sad and disappointed and just, you know, overwhelmed with all of the wedding planning work and your partner is not helping you, like that's such a horrible way to go into your wedding day, to go into your marriage. And it's also a really awful precedent to set to, you know, be able to to go to your partner and say, I'm struggling. I need your help. It's important to me that you help. Here's what that help could look like. And for them to say no, like to me, that's a huge red flag. And again, I understand every, you know, relationship is different and complicated and nuanced. And I'm not saying, oh my gosh, you should leave your partner if they won't help with the wedding. That's, you know, there's so many more layers to it than that. But to me, if if that was how I had spelt things out, you know, I'm I'm hurting. I don't feel good. I need your help. It's important to me that you help. Here's what that help looks like. We've talked about it. We've talked about ways that you can help. You voiced your opinion and you're still not helping. To me, that would be a big issue. I would be looking for some help beyond wedding planning at that point. Um, again, I'm not a therapist. I'm not licensed. I'm not anything. But at that point for me, I would be calling in a professional to say, hey, we've got something bigger to deal with here because that is not how I would want to go into a marriage. Um, and that's not something I would want to be signing up for for the next 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years. And I assume you also would not want that. So if that's truly where it's at, um, I think it might be time for a bigger conversation. If it's not quite at that point, I think you can look at some other options. So perhaps, again, your partner is just saying like, you know what, I love you so much. I really want to help you. I hate that you're struggling like this, but I I just can't. Like I am awful at this wedding stuff. And, and that's not an excuse, just sidebar here. Being bad at wedding planning is not a thing um, unless you are a professional wedding planner. Your partner's marrying a professional wedding planner. No one is like, you know, trained to be good at wedding planning. You can learn, <laughs> you can get good at it. And also a lot of the tasks of wedding planning are just like regular tasks that people do in life, like picking up the phone, writing things down, <laughs> keeping to-do lists, going through checklists. Those aren't things that you're allowed to be bad at. And that's not an excuse to not do them, right? Like, oh, I'm really bad at vacuuming and doing the dishes and doing the laundry and taking out the garbage. Like I still have to do all of those things. <laughs> so that's not an excuse. But again, if your partner's saying, hey, you know what? I love you. I'm sorry you're struggling. I definitely do want to help out with this wedding planning stuff. It's just, you know, it's not for me. I don't enjoy it. I'm not having a good time with it. I don't think I'm very good at it, whatever it is, but where else can I help? Maybe that's an option. So maybe they say, 
you know what, I, I see that you're struggling a lot with the wedding planning. How about if I do all of the dishes, if I cook all the meals, if I do all the grocery shopping, you don't have to think about food at all. Like you're going to have three meals a day, hot, delicious meals, you know, ready to go. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to go grocery shopping. You don't have to meal plan. You don't have to cook. You don't have to clean up. I will 100% take care of meals. Does that free you up? Does that give you some more time to work on the wedding? Or I'm going to take care of childcare or, you know, whatever it is, whatever your thing is, maybe that works for you. And maybe it doesn't, right? Like if you're hearing that and you're saying, okay, yeah, that'd be great to have, you know, to not have to think about the kitchen, but I still want help with the wedding. That is 100% valid. And you can say that to your partner. You can say, thank you so much. You know, I love that offer. That's really great that you would want to take over food, but I still want you to be involved in the wedding for these reasons, because it's both of us, because it's ours, because it's a celebration of two people, because this is a project I need your help with. Like that is totally fine. Um, or if you're hearing this and you're saying, you know what, that sounds great. Like I honestly, I wouldn't mind planning the wedding myself. I really enjoy wedding planning. I just don't have time. And if my partner could take over, you know, food duties, that would really free me up. Awesome. So if that, that might work for you, right? Or maybe you're in a situation where neither of you really want to plan a wedding. You're both kind of dragging your feet. You're feeling resentful because it just happens to be falling on your lap. Um, are there other people you could get involved? So maybe your parents are super eager and want to help plan the wedding. Maybe you have a friend, somebody in the wedding party, a sibling who's, you know, really excited and wants to be involved in these bigger things. Maybe you hire a wedding planner or a wedding coordinator, which I would highly recommend if like you and your partner totally don't want to be involved. Please don't drop an entire wedding at the feet of your parents or a friend or a sibling, basically someone you're not paying. <laughs> I would highly recommend you pay someone if you really want someone to totally take it over. Um, but that might be an option if neither of you have the time or the desire or the will to plan a wedding. Maybe you hire a wedding planner or maybe you don't plan a wedding. Maybe you elope. Maybe you don't get married, whatever it is. There are other options out there. So I don't think you need to feel like just because my partner and I are both, you know, not wanting to put in 50% that we're doing it wrong. I don't think that's true. I think there's a lot of pressure again for you and your partner to both put in 50% and to have this magical, beautiful, picture perfect wedding that is not something you need to strive for. If you don't want to put in 50%, if your partner doesn't, are there other ways that you can get this thing done? Planning it with, you know, a professional, with the family, not planning a wedding at all. But as long as you are communicating and you're being really honest about how you feel, why it's important to you that your partner get more involved, I really think they're going to be receptive to that. I hope that was helpful. I know this is a little bit of more of a off the cuff kind of ranty episode. I promise I did have notes, <laughs> but I sort of uh, went off on a few sidebars here. I hope it all made sense and it was helpful for you and that you are able to get your partner more involved in the wedding planning if that's what you want. I also recommend you head back and listen to, again, it was episode 38, It's Not the Woman's Job to Plan the Wedding, and then episode 66, 12 Fun Wedding Planning Tasks You Can Do Together. And honestly, you could download this episode and those to and just throw that onto your partner's phone and be like, huh, I wonder how those got there. Why don't you give them a listen? <laughs> if you are a partner listening to this, if this got downloaded accidentally onto your phone, uh, go help. <laughs> go talk to your partner. Go sit them down and ask how you can be more involved and have that conversation. I really think it's going to be helpful and it'll make sure you have, you both have the wedding uh, that you've always wanted. So happy wedding planning. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. I really appreciate it, and I hope you found the episode helpful. If you really want to make my day, you can leave me a rating and a review, follow along so you don't miss the next episode, and tell a friend about the show. 
Remember, you shouldn't be spending your wedding day managing other people's feelings. <laughs>